Sports with a Z and a T. I know it, it, it's it's hard to believe. It's my voice. It's Bryce. I know you're you're not you're not delusional. Um, my name is Bryce. If you have not listened to Sports with a Z and a T before, because I feel like we're almost introducing a new audience because it's been so long. Probably um, uh, alongside Tara Lattimore. Of course, we are presented by Godzilla Media, uh, sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Josto Supply in Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up at Saratoga Springs. I am back. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, with a for, with a yeah, with a vengeance. Um, a lot's happened since uh, I've been. I've been oh, on the yeah, a lot has happened. Um, the entire NBA playoffs. It's yeah. I was gonna say basically the entire NBA playoffs has happened, but that's neither here nor there. Literally, our last show together, Taylor, was the draft, mm-hmm. and then um, just with work, it has been absolutely crazy for me. I know Taylor took you guys solo a couple of times, and. Uh, we are lucky enough just in time for the NBA finals for me to hop back on. I'm definitely excited to be back on. Um, and I wish I could sit here and promise everybody that this will be uh, back to the norm. But I simply um, without any confidence can say that, uh, yeah. but we'll take it week by week. Uh, but, you know, Taylor, how, how have you been? I feel like I, I feel like it's been like this long awaited like meeting like we need to catch up over a couple beers it's last time we I mean, talked kind of. last time last time we talked i mean aj brown just got traded to the eagles it was the greatest night of my yeah. life and then and nothing last, good has happened since it's been- last last time we talked the heat were about to start their series uh, versus the sixers we weren't yeah. able to talk through the entirety of that not that no. uh you would have maybe wanted to have that conversation you at know, that time. But the thing about the Sixers losing, like I'd be upset if they were a hundred percent, but they weren't. Like I mean, clearly Embiid yeah. was not healthy, um, no. and, and and clearly it, it just it, it. Well, first off, it was obvious that Embiid's impact on how that team runs. Uh, it, was, it was quite clear. Um, yeah. not, not not MVP enough, apparently. But the, I I do not have the energy to go into that conversation. Or we well, I went into here. it. I went into it last uh, um, episode by myself. Biggest disgrace so the NBA has. About. Biggest disgrace ever. I mean, I mean, our well, last episode. If anyone listened has, to it, Jokic has more MVPs than Kobe. I mean, the fucking MVP is broken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the last episode, I literally spent the almost the entire episode explaining how. I can see the argument for Jokic, but I can also see how you'd want Embiid. Um, you could see the argument for Embiid, but I mean, all those computer pushers really oh got God. into the heads of the voters for Jokic, but I digress. <laughs> um, Go back to our last episode if you want to hear my thoughts on that. No, I really don't. Um, <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> in fact, in the beginning of the episode, I was like, I can have, I can do this episode because Bryce is not here. So I'm going to talk about Jokic and the MVP because you'll, <laughs> you got it out of your system. Yeah, you, you got yeah, it out, out of your system. system. Yes, okay, because, good, because great. I because I got no energy for it. I got, I got, I got control of the end broadcast button again, buddy. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you, you did your two episodes, but it's done. It's over with. But no, I, yeah, I mean, until I, next I, week. Yeah, um, it was upsetting to see the Jokic winning the MVP. Um, but, I mean, I've laid out my argument for Embiid until I was blue in the face on the show. I'm not going to do it again. Um, <clears throat> but the Sixers-Heat series, you know, it, it sucked. Um, but but at the same time, I think, you know, a full offseason, because let's be honest, James Harden will be back. Um, but the biggest factor is going to be, can the Sixers convince him 
that he's not a max contract superstar type guy. Can you bring him back on a two, three year deal that allows Daryl Morey to go out, maybe shop Tobias Harris, bring in. I mean, they, they've had interest on Zach Levine. What are you going to do? I know the reports are out there that Bradley Beal is all in and staying in Washington still. Um, but what's the conversation about bringing in Beal still? So, I, I mean, there's a lot that's going to happen for the Sixers in the offseason. And then when it comes to your heat, Taylor, um, it was just a team that clearly by the time they ran into Boston was not healthy. Mm. Um, Tyler hero had a terrible playoffs and, and that yeah. was a guy that was a big reason why they were the number one seed was because he was the clear front runner for six man of the year. Um, Butler yeah. can't do it every night. Um, <clears throat> he shouldn't have it, to. It, it, it was just a team that did not have the ability to match. And I feel like we've had, we had this conversation like, a couple months ago. Remember the conversation you and I had about, and I think we were doing like the NBA trade post trade deadline power rankings. I think this is where that conversation came from. Remember how I said Miami was very good. They're one of the best coach teams. They're very good defensively, but they don't have that star power to match a team that has an elite duo. Now, and I think if Embiid was held, and of course I'm saying this because I'm a Sixers fan, but I also do believe, like, if Embiid was fully healthy, I feel like that series was different because, first off, Embiid missed the first two games, put the Sixers in a hole, and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But the Celtics did not have an answer for Jason Tatum, Brown, I mean, even Marcus Smart, really, when, when he did play, had a great series. Al Horford had, like, the second coming of Jesus Christ for some reason. Um, but it was just, it, it felt like the Celtics had more the entire time. And the, the, like the Celtics didn't have to earn the wins as much as the heat did. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would probably agree with that. I, I, I mean, in the Sixer series. Yeah. I mean, things would have been a lot different if Embiid had one play. The fact that he didn't play the first two games, they were relatively easy wins for Miami at that point. Oh, like, God, at, yeah, that at, home, at home, at <clears throat> home, Embiidless Harden is, you know, not the Harden of old. Like, I, I just don't know what's wrong. He's the biggest concern for Philly, I would say, just because of the way he played, even when, when Embiid came back. And it's like, Embiid is playing, like, hobbled. And he's still giving it his yeah. all. And that James Harden couldn't, like, match that energy and, like, carry a little bit of the load. Like, I know he doesn't want to carry the load because he used to carry it, like, all the time by himself. But, like, you know, you're part of a team. You're not, you're not one guy. So, I think that the fact that he didn't take on more of the responsibility and couldn't get anything done worries me for the Sixers' future because just because of Harden. Everything else I like about the Sixers. Tyrese Maxey, amazing. Like when he had the ball, I was more scared than when Harden had the ball. I tweeted that out. Like, because he's so fast. He's He's got to be one of the fastest players in the NBA. You have a good, bright core with him. And then Embiid is obviously like entering like the, the twilight of his prime, you'd think. Um, the the time where he should yeah, he'll be, be 28 he, he'll be yeah. uh he'll be 28 next year so yeah so like he's getting on the tail end of the end of his prime but he's just he's still in his prime yeah so he's got years he has that just... yeah he's for sure he has years um but yeah so i i, I think the sixers are gonna go spot but i did predict when the playoffs started that i didn't think the sixers would do it this year but we i thought, thought next, next year. year is yeah. a time when like when they have a whole season together then I think we can really judge how and the Sixers work. The prob- and they're healthy. And, 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 and uh, to be honest with you, and I know a lot of people outside of Philadelphia don't 
really understand. But when you watch the Sixers every single night, like I did, um, people in the city of Philadelphia, you know, focus it on the Sixers like that city does. Doc Rivers is just such a hindrance to this team. Um, some of the rotations that he was going on, I mean, the Heat would have their starting five out there. And you have the combination of Shake Milton, Shake Milton, Furkan Korkmaz, and DeAndre Jordan at center. Like, what the hell do you expect to happen? <laughs> um, so it, it's definitely something where, <clears throat> um, and Daryl Morey addressed it, you need to get some more athletic guys, um, some deeper bench players. Uh, and, and, I th- and I really do think it, it would be wise to somehow swindle a trade to get Tobias Harris out of there, create space to bring in another talent. Um, yeah, I, you, I just, I just feel like Tobias Harris' purpose is no longer needed in Philly. If you could put a better shooter out there, because he, he, Tobias Harris is a decent shooter, but he's not like an amazing shooter. So if you could get a good three and D guy, uh, to be like a knockdown shooter and really space the floor out, that would be tremendous. Well, and the Sixers lost their best shooter outside of Harden, oh, Danny that's Green. True. That's true. I did. I forgot <laughs> I mean, about that as well. Yeah. And he was having a tremendous oh, yeah. playoff, too. He yeah. was going off. Yeah. Um, and then brutal. as for the Heat, um, yeah, you could definitely tell. I mean, they missed Tyler Hero. They missed Tyler Hero's 20 points, like, off the bench. Like, that's that was crucial. We weren't getting that. And so Jimmy was having to score 40 instead of, like, you know, if he could have, been out there and scored like 20 plus then maybe jimmy only has to score 20 and that's less wear and tear on his body i mean in game seven against the celtics jimmy played all 48 minutes and that's insane and he still had uh, a chance at the end of that game to 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 win it with that that three that he took at the end of game seven which i don't fault him on at all because he earned the right to take that shot he's the only the i mean sometimes the only player that showed up for the heat and you know he had that weird like time in the middle of the Celtics series where he was like hurt or whatever but I mean everyone is banged up at this point so I I really can't fault him on that Bam is really what kills me Bam but yeah he he was absent I watch him play and like Horford is giving him like three feet of space and he's like he's not on the three-point line he's just off of the three-point line like in that mid-range area and I'm like Bam Work on that shot because everyone keeps giving you that shot. So if you nail that shot and they have to play up on you, you could do so much more. But right. that's neither here than there. He he only showed up in the one game that Robert Williams didn't play. Otherwise, Robert Williams completely took him out. It was astounding how like Robert Williams just took him out of the series entirely for the games that he played. And then in the one game he didn't, it was Bam's best game, but like 31 points. So um, the Heat don't have enough. At this point, I think they should look to trade Tyler Hero if they can, if they can get like a star. Uh, I've been hearing like Donovan Mitchell, who who knows if Donovan Mitchell wants to leave. Uh, but obviously, Zach Levine is another name that's been thrown around. And I don't know Beal, if Donovan Mitchell Beal would be one. that good of a co- like pairing with Butler. I don't know because I mean he's not a very good defender at all. But we have no. bad defenders. But he, on the offensive side, he's a guy who can get his own shot. And like sure. I mean, we saw in the bubble and. I know you want to say what you will about the bubble, but he at least proved that the bubble, like the Heat, can make another deep playoff run um, outside the bubble. But um, just the fact, you know that Donovan Mitchell has that repertoire where he can put up 50 in a playoff game. Like he's done that. I think he's done that not in the bubble as well. I just remember that duel with him and Jamal Murray in the bubble. It was like what stood out to me in that first, I think it was the first round or the second round. Um, But 
I don't know. I'm not saying Donovan Mitchell is the guy. I'm just saying there's people out there. There's guys out there that you can maybe get a trade for. And I think Tyler Hero is a piece that like, because Tyler Hero wants a starting role. And I don't know if he's going to get one on the heat, especially for keeping Kyle, at least for the next couple of years, Kyle Lowry and Jimmy. And, you know, Struess is a great starting guy. He hit some really big shots against the Celtics. Also was terrible for a stretch there. He went 0 from 16 from three for a while until he had a yeah he couldn't be stopped shot, but, uh, for some reason. But he I did mess against the Sixers. I did like what you said though about how like the Heat had to put in so much more effort for their wins mm-hmm. than the Celtics did. Yep. But moving on, I don't think that's going to be the case in the Celtics next matchup. No, and that that kind of leads right into it, right? We're going to talk yeah. about the uh, NBA Finals preview because that is going to be starting uh, this Thursday, Taylor, as game one out in Golden State. Uh, <clears throat> and look, this is a Warriors team that I think you and I, there's not really a surprise. I, I think there was a surprise that the Warriors had to play the lowly Mavericks to get to the finals. Um, But I don't think any of us are surprised that they're there. I think the surprise here is the matchup in the Boston Celtics Um, considering, I mean, this is a Celtics team that at one point they were 18 and 21. They were 11th in the East. Uh, They blew a 20. They had just blown a 25 point lead to the Knicks on January 6th. And all hell was breaking loose. People were talking about, is this the end of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown or the Celtics going to trade and, you know, start over. Um, And they turn it around and just by far over the final three months of the regular season uh, was the hottest team in all of basketball. I I mean, I I don't really think it's, it's that close. So when you look at this head to head um, first off the Warriors and the Celtics split this year, uh, this is a team in golden state that, kind of resembles the pre-Kevin Durant eliteness that we came to know the Golden State Warriors to be. Um, I, I mean, th- first off, they started the regular season 18-2. and two. Um, yeah. <laughs> when, Thompson, when, when Thompson returned in January, I mean, Draymond suffered a back injury. And then when Draymond came back, Steph's you know, sprained his left foot. So you never really got to see the three of them back together. Um, But those absences allowed their bench to get bigger, better, and deeper. Um, You saw Andrew Wiggins earn his first all-star appearance. Jordan Poole emerged as a most improved player candidate and might be pushing Clay Thompson for a starting spot for all we know. Um, I think that's crazy talk, but it's out there. The lineup inconsistency led the Warriors to kind of limp and not be talked about much into the playoffs, and they show up and made quick work of the Nuggets. Um, (laughs) And then they made quick work of the Mavericks, uh, to be honest with you. I I think, you know, if it weren't for Luka Doncic, that would have been a four-game sweep. Well, yeah, obviously. If if the Mavs didn't have their best player, it would have been a sweep. Yeah. I mean, what did it go? Seven? Didn't it go seven? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I mean, it, no, it didn't. No, no it six, didn't. six. No, it was. They were up three one, and then I think it went to six. I think, think Luca and then Luca stole a game when win. he dropped fifty. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, so, uh, Golden State yeah. was only tested by Memphis. That I mean, that game, uh, that that series was a good one. And they lost Ja, and like, who knows what would have happened? Like, I know Memphis may have. You have to wonder. A long run. You have to you wonder really what happened wonder. if Ja did not get hurt in that series. Yep. Um, but 
let's look at this a little um, closely. Uh, you know, looking at Golden State's lineup and Boston's lineup, you're going to look at Golden State. You're going to get Steph. You're going to get Poole. You're going to get Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond. Um, that's the death lineup right there. That that's the you're right. Uh, you got Kevon Looney and Otto Porter Jr. also available. Um, and, and I think that's when you're going to see like if Boston's size proves to be a little too difficult for and guys like Pool, and it could very well could. Um, you're going to start to see those guys, Gary Payton, uh, Porter, Iguodala, have yet to scrimmage with Golden State since the end of the conference finals. Um, but there is some expectation at least that Iguodala could be back. From what I mean, we've heard, yeah, former Finals MVP. I mean, right. he's not who he used to be, but you know, no, if, it would pinch, bring in a pinch. Would bring some good experience. And then when you yeah. look at Boston, um, you look at what Boston has primarily closed with is is smart. Uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Grant Williams, who I mean, as you pointed out earlier, can prove Robert to Williams. be a little or Robert Williams. I'm sorry. Grant Williams um, comes off the bench. Right. Gray Williams close comes off the bench. You get you got too many Williams. I know. Um, I know. Uh, but like Robert you said Williams. earlier in the show, that he has shown um some inconsistency um since battling back with that left knee. Um this is a matchup to watch though, if I'm and this has been talked about a lot. Um, is that Marcus Smart and Steph Curry matchup? I mean, that's that's going to be probably one of the matchups that decides this entire series. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if Marcus Mark can do anything to slow down Steph Curry. It comes to the, be... well, it comes to the refing. Yeah, if they're going to allow sure. Marcus Smart well, to get in Steph's face and be physical. By right. refs. It's right. been ridiculous. Uh, but the, but that's the thing. What what are we going to get out of the refs? Is it going to be a game game? Is it going to be serious to serious? Because if they are going to let them play, which... Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen both sides of this, right? Mm-hmm. But say they let, you know, let them play. Let them be more physical. I think that's advantage Boston and Marcus yeah. Smart because that allows well, Marcus Smart to really get into Steph's face. But if Marcus Smart, you know, gets into foul trouble, has to play passive on Steph, and, and Steph is just going to step back and drain threes all night, game over. Um, I, so it's, uh, that's going to be – I think Robert Williams – I think Robert Williams is possibly the key for Boston – matchup wise because because if draymond's at the five draymond doesn't space the floor like a lot of other guys does like i i'm okay with letting draymond take a three here and there like i'll dare him to take a three the fact of the matter is robert williams can sag off draymond and if he can protect the rim and kind of take the the paint out of it at least a little bit That'll cut down on on Steph or Clay or Poole driving to the hoop if he can really defend it well. well Boston has the size. Boston yeah, exactly. has the size and and strength to really bully um, Golden State in the paint. It just becomes a question of is Boston going to be able to get that lineup out there? Because yeah. if, I mean, if, if Steph, Clay, and Poole are draining threes all night. Um, you know, bullying in the paint's not really going to do much. They, yeah, they don't um, need to go to the paint if they want. But they, I right. believe they are the number one points in the paint team this postseason. Even though... Boston. No, or, Golden State. Golden State. Even though, even though they're known as like a, a three-point shooting team and they can shoot the three, they score a lot of their points in the paint. Draymond um, and Wiggins getting busy. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> and that's the thing is, is Golden State as... Like the fact that they they didn't rebuild at all, obviously because they had Steph and Clay still. They retooled perfectly though, and they were mm-hmm. able to come back 
like you said, in the form of their previous selves, before Kevin Durant, before they they were just like a three-headed monster of just like, we're going to outscore you, we don't care who you are, like it doesn't matter because we have the great two of the best scorers in the league, and a third who's, I mean, when he's on and on fire, Clay can be one of the best scorers in the league. Um, and they retooled it to pool this guy who was in the G league last year. And now is like, you know, next year he, he could be looking at trying to find an all-star spot or starting spot. Like you said, like maybe, maybe he usurps clay. Maybe he tries to get uh, go somewhere else and get a starting G gig or whatever. Maybe not next year, but like, you know what I mean? Like he's a starting caliber player at this point. Um, and, and clay, comes back and he's just like another one that added in and then you got Wiggins who you went out and got and Wiggins is you know he's not the greatest guy in the world but he's a good defender and he can he got ups like he dunked over Luca in the, the previous series um and made a poster out of him and like he can score off the off the dribble he's not as good of a shooter and he you don't want him to be your number one guy but as literally like the fourth option he's almost perfect like you want Wiggins to be a fourth option. You don't want him to be number one, but as a number four, he's amazing. So uh, going back to this Curry smart matchup for a quick second, they were on the floor together. They shared 45 minutes in their two matchups this year. Uh, Curry made when Marcus smart was on him. Seven of his 21 field goal attempts, five of 15 from three committed 10 turnovers and was minus 15. Uh, Steph finished two for eight from the field, recorded a single assist against five turnovers in nearly seven minutes directly matched up against Smart. The Celtics are the only team. Oh, it is. Stop. <laughs> hey, that's on the record. Um, Celtics are the only team, Taylor, with a winning record against Kerr. Think about that. The Celtics are the only team with a winning record against the Kerr-led Warriors. How many times did they play in the 16, last... 16, they're 9-7. and seven. Six, Okay, 16. That's... That's largely due to their ability to counter Curry with exceptional perimeter defense. You take away Steph, and it forces the Warriors to get away from... Now, obviously, look, look. Um, this is a loaded Warriors team. Different loaded Warriors team. But you still got Clay. You still got Poole. Andrew Wiggins, I think, is going to have a big role. And obviously, Draymond, with his defensive, you know, prowess, he's going to play the big. He's, he's going to be the their best center. of all time, I would say. Um, but see, the thing is, when you're when you're you're on Golden State, and you know how a lot of teams play this this kind of game um, nowadays, where they hunt for the, like the the defensive weakness on a team. Mm-hmm. When the starting lineup is out there for Boston, who in the hell are you hunting if you're Steph Curry? Maybe you hunt Grant Williams or or, or Al Horford um, because they're bigs. But we saw even in like the the final shot that Jimmy Butler uh, shot uh, that three that didn't go in. Um, he was being guarded by Al Horford. Al Horford is backpedaling, like straight up backpedaling as Jimmy Butler's coming up. And somehow Horford is still able to stop and get the length because his arms are so long and all of Boston is lengthy. Like they're just lengthy human beings. So they have such length and wingspan that he's still able to uh, contest the shot. Even though he's backpedaling, he's able to change direction and contest the shot decently well, well enough that Jimmy Butler missed the shot. Um, All I'm saying is like, who on Boston do you seek out? 
probably those bigs because they're not as quick as as a Steph Curry. But like, if it like you can't, Jalen Brown is a good defender. Jason Tatum is a good defender. Al Horford's a good defender. Grant Williams is a great defender. So Boston's at least they're starting the lineup. Once you get to the bench, it gets a little iffy because you know you have guys like Derek White. And he's definitely one that you can you can take advantage of. That's what Jimmy Butler was doing in the last series, just hunting him every time he's on the floor. And Pritchard, if he ever gets in the game, they don't put him in the game because they can't trust him defensively. He's he's going to be a liability. So their bench is something else all entirely. But their starting lineup, at least Boston does have probably the best. I mean, they do have the best defense in the league, and so they have lengthy guys who can defend everywhere. So so at least when the starting lineups are out defensively i still go that the that the boston has the edge but you know the warriors are the warriors they can shoot over anyone and you know that's you can't account for the fact that maybe they'll pull up when there's they're 40 feet from the rim and like you know you're sagging off of them because who would guard a person at 40 feet from the rim only guys like steph and so like if steph's gonna make a couple of those shots and, and or they're just going to play really good like movement deep uh, movement offense. They I don't think they can go one on one at, at any point really. It's going to have to come down to you know Poole and Curry moving with the ball without the ball, which they do very well. Curry is probably the best in the league, definitely one of the best ever at moving without the ball and still being lethal. Um, so it's whether or not Boston can chase all that action that's going to determine if. Boston has any chance because if they can't fight through the screens and and chase the action, chase Steph Curry for forty eight minutes, then eventually they're gonna the Warriors are just gonna wear you down. Yeah, I mean the Warriors win obviously if they find ways to score on this Celtics defense, which not uh, many teams have had a, an ability to do so. I mean Boston defense is allowing just a hundred, little over hundred one points per game these playoffs while Golden State is coming in scoring about 115 per game. Um so <clears throat> something tells me like somewhere in the in the middle there is where they're going to meet and they're gonna clash. Just who's gonna it likely favor. Um the Warriors themselves have good defense and should yeah. be able to keep the Celtics from exploding on that end, but they'll need to find some cracks in the Boston defense that is honestly very elite if Miami is at the best defense um Boston sure is um if Robert Williams is not 100% which appears to be the case that would work in the Warriors favor by removing a true threat at the rim in my opinion I mean look you could count Al Horford if you want but I mean save it for you know a rainy day with me um the Celtics have one of the best defenses in the league, but they had a hard time stopping Jimmy Butler from dropping 40-plus points on multiple occasions. Then that was the reason why Game 7 became a thing. Um, and a, a reason why they almost let Miami win it in the final seconds um, if Butler didn't try to play hero ball. Um, but <clears throat> He earned that shot. He earned that shot. The he didn't Celtic- want to go overtime. He played all 48 minutes. He was like, fuck overtime. I'm hitting this shot. <laughs> uh, the Celtics will go up against the Splash Brothers. We'll have to watch for Draymond on both sides. You have to be aware for the lethal impact of Jordan Poole, return of Gary Payton possibly, potentially Andrew Wiggins, um, potentially Iguodala. When the Celtics are aggressive and get under their opponent's skin, they easily force the turnovers like we talked about with Marcus Smart forcing on Steph. Um, that turns into baskets, and that's where the Celtics can go on these crazy runs, and before you know it, you're down 20. 
Um, so I, I think it's going to be that balance. I just don't know if I really trust Boston. Otis is about to get a pen thrown. <laughs> um, I don't know if I trust Boston either, but what I will say on the opposite end, if I'm Boston and I'm trying to hunt, like if I'm giving it to Jason Tatum and I'm I'm putting screens, if the Warriors are choosing to switch everything and they're 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 switching all the screens are doing and you can hunt for someone. Jason Tatum on Steph Curry sounds like a juicy matchup to me. That sounds like barbecue chicken. I mean, I know that Steph Curry is not a terrible defender. I'm not going to go ahead and say that he is. A lot of people will say that Curry is a bad defender. And he's, for his size, he is not a bad defender. But the problem is he just doesn't have the size. So if you put Jason Tatum on Steph Curry, I'm sorry. That's a bucket nearly every time. And so it's going to be a matter of if they switch everything, then you get that matchup if you want. If you're Tatum or Brown, honestly, either one of them against Steph Curry, I, I would take Tatum Brown. Um, so you do that matchup, and then it's a matter of okay, are the Warriors going to commit to doubling if you if you're challenging Steph like that? And I don't know if they will. And if they do, will will Celtics be able to be disciplined enough to make the extra pass and and find the open shooter and then make the shots? I don't know. This uh, the Warriors, you're right, have an amazing defense as well. Like still one of the best in the league. So. You know, when you're looking at who has the better offense versus the better defense, they're really even, I think. But, you know, I give the Warriors all the credit in the world for having the championship experience. And I think more lethality on on offense, because when they're hitting their threes, man, what can you do? They're a cheat code. And it's the cheat code that we've known for years and years now, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's not a secret anymore. So uh, when it comes to it, before we move on to some NFL on this first day of summer, unofficial first day of summer, I should say, um, who do you got? I, I mean, I, it's easy to say that, you know, the Celtics will give the Warriors a decent run. Mm-hmm. But will they in the end? I, I, I think I think it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. I think it's Warriors in five. I I think Warriors in six, only because um, Celtics have been very good at bounce back games, games you know games after a loss. So um, the fact that I think they're going to lose a couple, obviously in the first couple games, and I think that maybe they can steal one of them on the road, or they win you know, both on, on their home court in the, in the second two games or what have you. I, I, I think that the Celtics can get two wins where at least Jason Tatum goes off um, probably after a loss when their backs against the wall, but I don't see it going seven games because I do think that the Warriors can, can definitely win on the road just as easily as the Celtics. I think like the Miami series, I think, Boston's going to have to work so much harder for their wins than the Golden State Warriors will. In my opinion. And and that matchup does start on Thursday at nine o'clock, which always drives me. And Steph Curry wins his first finals MVP. I I feel like you have to give it to him if the Warriors win. Um, I saw a tweet where someone was like, I think reverse um, voter fatigue is going to happen for Steph. Like no matter what he does, unless he's absolutely god awful, he's going to get it. Almost has unless, to. Unless someone else is like the, ridiculously good. The fact that some people are holding the 
the point that he doesn't have an NBA Finals MVP against him is just ludicrous to I mean, me. Andre Iguodala shouldn't have won that one. Let's be honest here. Let Let's be he, honest. He held LeBron to 32-16. Yeah, yeah. C- congratulations. Like... You, you, you held LeBron to triple double. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could, like, I, 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 I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. 32 a game. You didn't do anything. I mean, you <laughs> lost the series, but without Kyrie and Kevin Love. Moving on. We're, we're going to move on yet yeah, to some NFL. And, and I know um, it's never a bad time to talk football, right? And the last time you and I were on the show, we were previewing the NFL draft. Uh, most of free agency had happened. Um, we didn't know what was going to happen come NFL draft week. And then the aftermath of what happened in the NFL draft. Uh, but we have some power rankings that came out. We have some power rankings, and I think it's it's time to uh, to share those said power rankings. Um, if Otis will let me finish, <laughs> probably not. That would be awesome. That what would power be... rankings are you pulling up just so I I can be looking at the same thing you are because there's a lot of power rankings out there. I did the Peter King ones. Okay. The Peter Kane ones that most recently came out. Right. Um, let's do it. So let's start. F- oh my lord! <laughs> you gotta oh, stop, kid. You God. gotta stop. You gotta <laughs> stop. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Jeez, I got Otis barking over here. Taylor dying on me. Why did I come back? Sorry, I couldn't, couldn't hit why, the mute button quick enough. Why did I come back again? Uh, professional. Um, the, uh, the so, button. so um, Peter King came out, and we'll more use it as like a guideline to what we feel. Um, he has the Bills as the top team, which seems to be a lot of people's consensus, but That's I fair. have some reservations there. Um, I can see <clears> the argument. The Chargers at two. Has me scratching my head. Yeah, uh, no, I don't agree with that one. At the all. Chiefs at three, <laughs> believe it or not, has me a little you iffy. Think be lower. Yeah, I do. Without Tyree I do. And I do. I, I I think with the Chiefs without a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rams at four. Like, I'm sorry. Until you're not the top, you're the top. I agree so, with that. I definitely so, agree with that. So uh, Rams should the be the fact that the Rams didn't get worse. They added, like, you get Bobby Wagner, you get Allen Robinson, you're pairing him with Cooper Cup already. I mean, you lost Robert Woods, but Allen Robinson's an upgrade. I mean, they don't have Odo Beckham yet. You might. uh, Yeah. yeah. I mean, he he hasn't signed yet, so we we can't act like he's on the team yet. Right. So I guess Um, taking that into account. Von Miller, you lost and went to the Bills. That's probably what part of the reason Bills are up so high. Look, Von Miller is not a game changer anymore. He's a good I, he veteran. He was very piece. good in the the run to the Super Bowl. He was understand that. Understand that. Um, five is for Tom Brady. Five is Green Bay, which I mean, um, what do you have? Like you, the, you have Aaron Rodgers. The core is awful. It's uh, trash, except for their, so their, their so working. you you drafted Christian Watson in the second round. That's your replacement for Devontae Adams. Yeah. Like he really never was like at a mid-level at best college program, which is 
you know, what, I mean, most NFL talent comes from. Um, they have Aaron Rodgers coming off two straight MVP seasons. They have a good running game. They have what should be a top <laughs> five NFL defense, maybe. Two receptions a game for Christian. But, but like, you 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 lost you lost Marquez Valdez Scantling. You lost Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah. You lost Alan Lazard. Your top two wide receivers, and we had this conversation when we did our mock draft, Taylor. Our mm-hmm. top two wide receivers are Randall Cobb and Christian Watson. What are we doing? Like, how how is this Green Bay team a top five team? Because I sure don't think they are. Well, I think the only reason you can put them there is, is Aaron Rodgers. Well, their defense is still good, and um, like J.R. Alexander is still there, <laughs> um, so their defense should be good. And then on offense, Aaron Rodgers. But we've seen that Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust like young wide receivers, or it seems that way. Like he'll he'll have to he'll have to learn to. Um, mm-hmm. But like you know, we saw in the in the the. the the playoff game they just had where he had like Alan Lazard even wide open and he did not go to him. He tried to force it to Devonte Adams and it didn't work. And San Francisco moved on. And so it's, I just don't see how they could possibly make this work. They're going to put up points. Obviously I think he's going to throw to them, but like at the end of the day to be a top five team, I don't think so. That brings to number six. He has Tampa Bay. Um, look, probably be I, a little higher. I, I get, I get why they're low. Um, they did lose some, some pieces. Um, they lost both starting guards, Ali Marpet and Alex Kappa left in the off season. Brady's a statue and anything that affects his protection is an issue. Um, but this is also a team that the expectation is Chris Godwin should be healthy enough for the start of the season. If not the start, He'll be back by October. You still have Mike Evans. The question is, is Rob Gronkowski <clears> coming? <throat> um, but if Gronk and Godwin are missing that September, that that's a tough pill to swallow. But the because if you look at the Bucks schedule, they open at Dallas, at New Orleans, Green Bay at home, and Kansas City at home. Um, but this is also a Bucks team that since Brady walked on campus is thirty and nine. And he's still here coming off leading the NFL in passing yards. Um, I doubt the coaching change to Todd Bowles is going to be much of a factor. This is a Bucks team that's very good. Yeah. And the other question is they're losing uh, Ali Marpet. He retired. <clears throat> and Alex Kappa. They're going to be relying on, um, you know, their, their backup uh, uh, on the, uh, the left side of their line, which, you know, left and right guard are going to be are going to be at least not who they would have wanted to have. Obviously they weren't planning for Ali Marpet to walk away. Um, And so there's questions on the offensive line. And when you have a guy like Brady who, you know, you won't, won't be a very mobile guy. He's not going to be running around out there, but on the, on the flip side, if you build your offense around Tom Brady, getting the ball out fast, which is what the Pats did for years, you can make it work because Brady is one of the brightest quarterbacks of all time and he can get it out to the guy quickly in under two seconds if the play is there so if you build your offense around that i think that the tampa bay buccaneers can be fine um they'll rely on leonard fournette to run the ball to take pressure off of brady as well and 
I just don't see how they're not going to be like I would give them Green Bay's top five spot. Definitely. In my eyes. At number seven, he has so at seven and eight, he has two AFC North teams, and that would be Cincinnati at seven and Baltimore at eight. Obviously, the Bengals, the defending AFC super uh the defending AFC champions. Um, the Bengals were beneficiaries of a lousy game by the top seed of Titans in the divisional round and a Patrick Mahomes pick on the first drive of overtime in the AFC title game. Um, they had defied all expectations, really transcended into another up-and-coming team in the AFC. Um, they did have some good fortune, and they did have a kicker that was red hot, and that did help them. When you look at this Bengals team, they are a rising team. They're highly competitive. They're confident. They're fearless. Joe Burrow is a stud. I don't think anybody's going to sit here and say otherwise. You have a true leader on the defensive side of the ball in Trey Hendrickson. Um, the right side of the offensive line is all new. They obviously understood <clears throat> that Joe Burrow being on his back for pretty much the entire Super Bowl was not going to be a result of anything positive this coming season. They did lose CJ Uzama at, at tight end. Um, but I, when you look at this division, I think I'd flip this. I think Baltimore is a better team <clears throat> than Cincinnati. And I say it because of this Baltimore. Yeah, they were eight and nine last year, but that team suffered more injuries than you could imagine. Um, they were eight and three a playoff lock entering December already had so many injuries. Um, they lost Ronnie Stanley and Marcus Peters. And then Lamar gets hurt. Marlon Humphrey gets hurt. The Ravens lost their last six games by one, two, one, one, three, and then 20 points to the Packers. Mm -hmm. That was their differential their last six games of the season. Top four guys on their 2022 salary cap are Jackson, Stanley, Humphrey, and Peters. They missed 42 of a possible 68 games last year. We talked about on <clears throat> the, on the after, during the draft that we thought the Ravens had a phenomenal draft, mm -hmm. what they were able to do revamping that defensive side of the ball. And Tyler uh, Linderbaum as well. You have <clears throat> a top tight end in Mark Andrews. J.K. Dobbins will be back. Gus Edwards is back. So you got that three-headed monster in the backfield paired with Lamar Jackson. Kyle Hamilton on defense is going to be a chess piece for that back seven while Tyler Linderbaum, the top center that you just mentioned, takes over long-term center, more protection for Lamar. Um, they do have a little bit of a hole for their speedy wide receiver, um, Hollywood Brown that they shipped off to Arizona. But then again, um, I, I like what this, this team has done. I think the Bengals are not the team to beat. I think it's the Ravens in the AFC North. And I would agree with you. And I think that had, uh, you know, things been different last year and the injury bug hadn't so destroyed the Ravens. Um, I, you know, I think they might have won the division. Like this team is a good team. It's led by an MVP quarterback um, who does things that no other quarterback can do. He, uh, I mean, you got you got a team that had you have the best tight end or one of the best tight ends in football. 
um, at least production wise last year, he was the best tight end. Um, you got, you know, your three, four, five headed monster at running back, however many you need to make that Ravens offense go, whether it be Lamar running the ball, JK Dobbins running the ball, guess Edward running the ball or whatever running back they get off the street, because that's what they were playing with last year. And they were still good enough to compete in most games. Um, you know, and having that defense retooled Kyle Hamilton, you get Tyler Linderbaum up there on the offensive line. I thought he was definitely the best center. I surprised, I was surprised that he went down as far as he went. And as for the Bengals, I think they will be even better than they were last year during the regular season, knowing that they can, you know, compete and get to a Super Bowl. That's confidence and experience right there. Plus <laughs> the upgrade uh, offensive line for Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow has never been fearless of anything. Um, so him and at least people will know Jamar Chase is coming this time. So maybe they'll be a little more prepared with their game plans to what this guy is going to be able to do. Um, so we'll see how that plays out during the season, but I can still see the Bengals competing for a playoff spot, but the AFC is loaded and I do think Ravens win. Um, I'm disgusted at how low the Colts are, but we're going to get there. Relax. Will we ever get there? Because they're so goddamn far and they should be, but we'll get there. They're below the Lions. We'll go get there. We'll get there. (laughs) Oh, we don't have to talk about them. I mean, we're talking. We're we're talking relevant teams, okay? Can we get to the next relevant team? Oh Thanks. My God. <laughs> um, the, the the Titans are not better than the Colts. They're not. They have no wide receivers, and they have a trash quarterback. And don't say Matt Ryan is trash because he is no what? No, he is not. His team was. He's trash. not even the starter. Relax. He is the starter. What are you talking about? Who is starting for the Colts? Sam Ellinger. <laughs> no, no, no. Look. Any team that just signed Nick Foles to a two-year deal. Oh, Nick Foles. I forgot about him because he just got signed. Okay. Relax. You have a Super Bowl MVP now. You have a Super Bowl MVP on your roster, okay? Yeah, well, Matt Ryan should have won a Super Bowl if his defense didn't let him down. That won't happen to the Colts. Can we talk about the better football team right now? Can we 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 talk about that? No, we can't talk about the number nine Philadelphia Eagles. Well, we're going to talk about lower. We're going to talk about the number nine Philadelphia Eagles who absolutely deserve to be in the top ten. No. Um. Best team in the East. Let's start off with that. They are the best team in the NFC East, and and this all the, the what? Uh, I know the Cowboys are not consistent, but they are good in the regular. And they season, also usually. lost. And they also think about what they. We'll get to Dallas, but think about what they lost. Um, I mean, they had a terrible offseason, so yeah. Jalen, this is this year is all about Jalen Hurts, and, and I have not been a you know I have not been quiet about that, and I said it especially after. Um, what the Eagles did during the draft. Uh, first of all, great draft by the Eagles. Uh, and across the board, a lot of people thought the Eagles were one of the three winners on draft night. Um, obviously, with the addition of A.J. Brown being the big haul. Um, you look at this wide receiver corps, uh, Taylor, of A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, last year's first-round pick, Kez Watkins, and your old friend Zach Paschal, being good enough to make this Eagles offense a top 10 offense Hassan Reddick being brought on the defensive side of the ball returning to the scene of his prime went he's you know he's a local kid went to Temple um played his college games in that stadium and then adding James Bradbury last week to fortify that depth makes this one of the best defenses in the NFC is now hear me out 
what you have to like about the Eagles, what they have done this offseason is this. They've created a team with a legitimate chance of winning now with a legitimate offense to make a judgment on if Jalen Hurts is the future quarterback. Howie Roseman has done it while still retaining enough pieces for the future to address the quarterback position if he needs to in 2023 with the trade that he did with the Saints, which you and I, draft night, were shocked that they didn't take a quarterback because we thought that was the only reason it made sense. But keep in mind, the Eagles have two first-rounders next year. Howie has three picks in the first two rounds next year, including two firsts, three picks in the first two rounds of 2024, and he's done his job. He's built a team for 2022, and he's built a team that can do a U-turn in 2023 if he needs to. The Eagles are better on both sides of the ball than they were in January, and that was capped by the Bradbury signing, and they brought in A.J. Brown. Uh, you know, In the end, they have a chance to win games in January, and I think that's what you're looking for, and especially a second year under Nick Sirianni. Um, the biggest addition was A.J. Brown. They needed that guy to pair with Devontae Smith because let me tell you what, if I had to watch Devontae Smith pair up with Jalen Rager anymore, I was going to have a stroke. Um, but they love this AJ Brown. I don't know how you can't be excited about AJ Brown being in Philadelphia. This is an Eagles team meant to win now, Taylor, while they can evaluate Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's not what I'm saying, but they're the best team in the East and they are one of the top teams in the NFC. Well, they're best. They're probably the best team in the East, um, which isn't saying a whole lot when you have the giants in Washington in your division, but um, not that I can say anything about the AFC South. The Washington Commanders, also. if you will. Oh, sorry. Commanders. Get it um, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought we agreed we were not going to call them the Commanders. They are the Washington football team in my eyes, and they always will be. That's we'll, just we Wash. we'll just say Washington. We'll just say Washington. Anyway, um, they're definitely the best team in the East. Well, actually, I, I can't even say that. I think they will be. But you never know. I know the Cowboys lost things, and I know that they have a lot of questions. Um, but I still think that they have the pieces to at least compete. Um, you know, they still have guys like CeeDee Lamb. Um, they still have – I'm going to say Zeke and Pollard because I think the combination of the two is better than just saying Zeke because Zeke is not the guy. <sighs> Excuse me. I had a patty on there. <laughs> Their defense is good enough to compete, especially in a trash division. Um, they'll beat up on the Giants, I think, and, and Washington. Um, so, yeah, but it is a great uh, – on paper, you, you guys are the best team. So so I, I will give you that. I think Jalen Hurts can be the guy. I, I think he end up he will end up being the guy, especially with his – I, I hope so. I really do. The dynamicness of the fact that I he hope can so. run. I, I feel like he's becoming kind of like what eventually you hope – you think Bryce Young will turn into. Um so, like, I think Jalen is on the same kind of path, um, which is good for you. Um, I'm, that. I'm, not, I'm not taking that as a bad thing. He's one of the best, like, you know, red zone rushing quarterbacks to get to get. That's what fantasy wise. Jalen Hurts is probably the one, number one quarterback I would want to have. Um, but that's neither here nor there. We will talk about that in a couple weeks. I'm excited for that. Our fantasy yeah. preview that we'll surely do. A couple um, weeks. Oh, geez. Uh, oh, God. Are I mean, it kind of is a couple weeks. I mean, I guess it's two months. No, it's like two and a half months. I mean, depending on when you start drafts, like it's August, May, right? June. Yeah. I guess it's not I May. It's the thirty first, so it's June. Yeah. All right, right. So this drops on June first. Whatever. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah. <coughs> anyway, 
Yeah, I like what the Eagles did. Adding A.J. Brown could only make you better, especially you take up pressure off of Devonta Smith, and he could be the number two guy who can mm. kind of be a neck-and-neck neck number one, maybe a 1A, 1B guy when he has a little bit more pressure off of him. He's not the number one focus of your of the uh, the other side's defense, the secondary. And then you still got Miles Sanders, and I believe in him as lo- much as other people do not. I think that given the opportunities, he can – Don't need to tell me. He was I one just... of the most efficient running backs in the game. Yeah, so he just needs to get more opportunities to run, and hopefully Nick Sirianni will use him better. Loves, um, loves my, he loves Miles Sanders. I have yeah, no he, doubt in my mind. In the in the back half of the season, he started uh, opening up that run game even more, and I I, I do think that that will continue. Uh, so yeah, the Eagles Eagles are good. I don't know if I'd put them as high as ten, but you know, maybe so, eleven. So at 10, and we'll we'll go through some of the I, – I, we wanted to focus on the top 10. And then That's we'll fine kind of, to talk about the top 10, but I need to talk about the fact that I think the course we, should be at least higher. We will get – at least what? At least nine? Higher, higher. Oh, higher, I'm like, higher. Jesus Christ. No. Um, I think after the season, it'll be obvious because I think that Matt Ryan's not washed, but I think that he he's is washed, rated low because people think he's washed because he had a shit offensive line and a shit defense well, and a well, shit we have, core. We have, we have plenty of teams to get through quickly before we get there. Uh, 10 at San Francisco. I have a couple concerns with them at 10. Um, mm-hmm. Three names I'll throw out to Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Debo Samuel. You don't know if Debo's going to be back and who the hell is your quarterback. I'm not picking that to round out my top 10. New Orleans, I actually think they're going to be closer to a dumpster fire than a top 15 team <sighs> this year. I um, agree, but... Uh, Jameis Winston, I just... I You you already have the reports. He's still hobbling on that knee. Um, look, Michael Thomas, if he can get back to his former self, like <sighs> I think Michael Thomas at this point could be more a name than anything. And then you obviously have Jairus Landry and Chris Olave. That's a nice... Three receiver set. Obviously, you still have Kamara in the backfield as well. Um, but this Saints defense, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is not that good anymore. It's starting to break down. You start started to see the cracks last year. And then you don't really know, obviously, what the Saints are going to be without Sean Payton. Obviously, mm-hmm. the torch was passed to Dennis Allen. Maybe it's not going to be that much of a difference. But I, I think I'm going to put my stock in losing Sean Payton's going to be a bigger blow than some people realize. <clears throat> um, when I look at Tennessee at 12, yeah, okay, I'm starting to get some questions. I don't think they're that good. No. The loss of A.J. Brown. Ryan Tannehill is He's seeing a- his finals days count down because they did not draft Malik Willis to sit behind Ryan Tannehill. I can tell you that all, all, all I want. Um, you know, Derek, he, he cost them the playoff game. Derek Henry's a stud. We all know that, but I can't figure this Titans team out, and I can't put a team that i can't figure out this high in in the top 15 um but they are going to try and i do i will say this in the worst division in football they're the best team um let's go to they are i just said they are they're they're not you're wrong (laughs) you're you're completely Um, wrong 13 is vegas better better offensive line better quarterback 13 is vegas uh, quiet, nice offseason for the Raiders outside of the Devontae Adams saying, obviously. They they, uh, they are going to be good on offense. I think you're still going to see the inconsistency, though, led by Derek Carr, right? I, I, look, I, I, I get why people like Derek Carr, but I'm, I'm not trusting a team to go very far 
that has Derek Carr as their quarterback. Cannot, will not do it. I, I disagree with you on this one. I think Vegas ends up maybe being higher than 13. I, I trust Derek Carr. It's a tough division, man. I, I don't. I know, I know, I know. And that's the only thing holding them down. Um, but in terms of talent-wise, I think they're one of the top teams. Their offense is scary good um, because I think Derek Carr is, you know, I don't think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I know a lot of people put him up there. They put him really high. But I don't have him that high. I have a lot of people above him. But I do trust him, like, to 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 be able to throw the ball to guys like, you know, Devontae Adams. Like, he, they're going to make it easier for him to throw it. Like, it's not going to be harder when you have Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in football, on your team. Along with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and all the other, the other guys are complimentary, but he's been, he has rapport with those guys. And then you have, you know, you add in the best wide receiver in football and you still have one of the best tight ends in football. I think it would be hard for them to be a bad offense. I'll put it that way. I just think the way that they've been playing, Derek Carr has been at least consistent with all the shit that happened to the Raiders last season. To have them be in the playoffs is an accomplishment all on its own. Um, so I think pairing all that, the leadership that Carr will bring and the fact that they added the best wide receiver in football, I think at least on that offensive side, they will be good. And on the defensive side, I still love Max Crosby and, and I think that he's a beast and he's a pass rusher that scares you. And pass rushing is uber important in today's NFL. Um, so if you can rush the passer and make, make quarterbacks and, uh, uncomfortable, you can win against any team. So. Uh, Denver follows them at 14, obviously with the addition of Russell Wilson, we know how good of the weapons are there. The charges with Jerry Judy were dropped. So everything is clear with Jerry Judy. Um, the Broncos are a good team. I think Russell Wilson's going to make that team better that I think I take Denver over Vegas simply because of the defensive talent there. And I do like the uh, overall weaponry of Denver's offense a little more. And I'm going to take the quarterback 10 times over Derek Carr um Dallas at 15 look they are what they they are they're middle of the pack and they always have been for as long as we can remember last year always it was clock- yeah that they lead the league in drama most years so good good for them um but last year it was clock management as Dallas ended their season with Dak Prescott trying to get one more playoff um Mike McCarthy's boon Mike <clears throat> McCarthy right and then, uh, you, you know, you look at what the Eagles did this offseason because they got significantly better. And Dallas got worse with the subtraction of two key contributors in Amari Cooper and Randy Gregory. They didn't add anybody. Mm-hmm. They did not add anybody. <clears throat> Their best free agent sign was a practice squad player. The two best pieces of protection for Dak, which is Tyron Smith and Zach Martin, both turned 32 this year have missed 26 games combined over the last two <clears throat> On their best day, the Cowboys could play with everyone except maybe the top three, four teams in the league. Problem is, they don't have enough of them. Dallas is the definition of mediocrity, and it will continue that way. 16 at Miami. Um, <laughs> they, I mean, look. You have the weapons. You have Tyreek Hill. Tua, Tua takes them. Right. I mean, you have the weapons. You have a very good defense. But guess what? Tua is your quarterback. So guess what? You're not going to go very far. Wait, but Tyreek Hill said he was one of the best throwers of the football he's ever played with. I don't know how he could say that, especially that <laughs> video that came out with the flabbering duck that Tua threw to him. Um, I mean, Tyreek literally had to turn around and treat it like a punt return. 
<laughs> New England at 17 uh, makes sense. Uh, crucial second year for Mac Jones without a true play caller. Seems a little problematic um, for a quarterback that does need to get better. And it doesn't seem like the Patriots did their best effort to surround him with a lot of talent. Obviously, Devontae Parker is going to hell. <laughs> But that Patriots offense leaves a lot to be desired. Obviously, a Bill Belichick-led football team tends to figure it out. Um, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt due to the history and due to the head coach. But I have concerns about New England. But I like it. I like where they are. Cleveland at 18. Look, you can't put them too high because you don't know the situation with Deshaun Watson yet. Um, the Browns are the team with the wide, but they're the team with the widest outcome, mm-hmm. right? Like they could have the one of the craziest years ever, or they could be a dumpster fire. If you told me Deshaun Watson would play sixteen or seventeen games, give me the Browns at probably eleven and six, twelve and five, maybe. Um, but if you told me you'd play ten or eleven games, all of a sudden you're down to nine and eight. Longer than that, the more Jacoby Brissett is your quarterback, the more likelihood you're going to be a very mediocre football team with the potential to be pretty damn bad. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a Browns team that has the weapons. We all know this. But for this year, this year, it comes down to Deshaun Watson and how much he plays. I don't think he's going to be able to play that much. I really don't. I think it's going to be closer to those seven to ten games. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at that and you have to deal with Jacoby Percet for a half of the year, a little more than half of the year, good luck to you. You're not making the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. And that's why I don't know if they should be as high as they are here. But yeah, you have to consider the potential that Watson. I I know. I know that I just don't see a way that he doesn't get at least some form of discipline here, whether it it be games, but I think there has to be something. Um, and so I would expect them to do that, but who knows really? Um, and then there's always the appeal spot process if he chooses to appeal. Um, so he might end up playing this year and, you know, it might be next year he serves it, you know, this, that, that, that's a whole rigmarole of things that have to go on when it comes to suspensions. Um, but yeah, if jo- Jacoby Brissett is playing, then yeah, I don't, I don't give them much of a, a chance to, to, to get more than like nine and eight or something like that. 19 at Minnesota. Look, the lower side of mediocrity whenever your quarterback is Kirk Cousins. Uh, the Vikings have been 33, 31, and 1 in the regular season since Cousins arrived in 2018. Do I need to say any more than that? Um, look, you have the weapons. You have a decent defense. But guess what? You're not going to go very far if your quarterback can't win you, you know, crucial games. And that is what Kirk Cousins does. Number 20, the Detroit Lions. Um, this guy's smoking. Look, I, I get it. I get it. You want to be the guy that said, I told you so, <laughs> but, um, I just don't see it, man. Uh, yeah. Jared, I just don't see it. I, this Lions team is one of the two worst teams in all of football. Yeah, no, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I think it's disrespectful to have them as high as you do. Like I understand, like, his argument here is, you know, the Lions played a lot of close games. They they kept they were eleven and six against the spread. Um, they they were down in games, but they always fought back. And it's like, okay, cool. You 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 fought back when you were losing. Maybe 
don't do that and don't get yourself into a hole. The fact of the matter is they still got themselves in a hole. And I know you're adding Hutcherson and but you still have Jared Goff. So like when it comes down to it, how much better did you really get this offseason? Did they have a Eagles type offseason? Did they have a uh you know, but they didn't have a Cowboys type offseason. They got a little bit better. Do I think they go from three thirteen and one to to middle of the road, even nine and eight? I don't. I don't really think so. I mean, this comes down to Jared Goff, right? Who has to be yeah. more productive for the Lions to play meaningful football to stave off, you know, his own team looking for a new quarterback in twenty twenty three. I just don't think that's going to happen. No, no. I, I really don't think it's going to happen. Um, and then we go to uh, the appropriately ranked number 21 oh, Indianapolis Colts. The appropriately ranked. Um, it's, it's, uh, they'll go as far as the quarterback takes them. That's yeah. not a secret. Um, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz. Those are your last three quarterbacks, folks. Now they have settled on to 37-year-old Matt Ryan with a suspect receiving corpse that features... Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman's not and Alec Pierce. Let's be real here. He's a thousand yard receiver. I like Michael Pittman. Yeah. But everything else. Yes. I said, I was saying as in general, (laughs) um, Matt Ryan's 7.1 yards per attempt with Atlanta last year was his lowest in eight years. And Frank Reich has been hungry to start stretching the defense with some deeper throws. So I question the, the marriage here, which brings up my next point, Taylor, that the signing of one Super Bowl MVP, Big Dick Nick, BDN, Nick Foles, if you will, I, I, I'm telling you, give Haven't it two months. through this with Nick Foles and Chicago? He's not good. He had one magical playoff run, albeit with Frank Reich. Excuse me, sir. It was, Excuse me. He was a Super Bowl MVP. Do yeah, not talk to okay. one magical player. That's exactly more than what ma- it was. Okay. The Colts had the talent. Wasn't it? The Colts. Yeah, had, it, it, it sure was magic. It sure was. Yeah. But it, it has... was just that magic. It was uh, magic. It was the Colts it was destiny, but nothing. Can you let me compliment your team before I change my mind? Sure. Because you've just done an hour of uh, shitting on them. So let's the go. Colts have the talent to win the AFC South. They do. And the defense is good enough to keep them in any game but they need a quarterback who makes receivers better and who's in the building for more than 10 or 15 minutes. We got to stop doing the Renaissance guys since Andrew Luck. We can't keep doing the Jacoby Brissett, the Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz. Let's settle. Like, look, I get Sorry, the we Carson- didn't have a plan for our, 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 I our get franchise the, quarterback. I get hiring. the, I get the Carson Wentz hate. I, I get it as much as anyone. But it seems a little suspect to give up on him after that one year. Yes, I get the collapse. And yes, I get the reasons why. But it's not always greener on the other side. And I don't know if a 37-year-old Matt Ryan can do more than what Carson Wentz can do for an offense. I struggle to see Matt Ryan doing anything better than Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan has been a turnover machine. Look at the turnovers. 
Look at the turnovers. Look at the team. You cannot look at them in a vacuum. There has to be context for arguments. So if you're saying Matt Ryan has is turnover prone, okay, is he rushed every every time because he has a shit offensive line? Is he playing from behind so he's trying to do hero ball because his defense is terrible? Yes. All those things were true of the Falcons. In a vacuum, you can't just say, oh, he had more turnovers than – than uh than than Carson Wentz. You have to watch the games. You have to. I, I don't watch uh Falcons games always, so I can't say that I have watched all of Matt Ryan's games. But I can say that his whole team was trash. Like his offensive line was trash. He was missing a ton of receivers, whether it to be an injury to the point where his only good wide receiver uh, outside of you know Cordell Patterson, whatever you want to call him, it, it was Kyle Pitts, and he was a rookie. And so last year, he all of his numbers were going to be off and skewed. Give him a receiving core. Yeah, I know the Colts don't have a, have that suspect receiving core. Alec Pierce, I think, will be good. He's a rookie, though, so who knows? Michael Pittman is good. Uh, their their tight ends are going to be good. They're going to use Neiman Hines, who's a great receiving running back. You can put him in the slot if you want to. They've already said this, that they're going to be using him a ton. So count him in the right receiver core, basically, because that's what he's going to be doing a lot of the time. And then you got, uh, yeah, I even mentioned Jonathan Taylor, the best offensive player. On I don't the need to. Who can who can who can uh, catch as much as anyone? And obviously, he's going to be running the ball a hell of a lot. The fact of the matter is, what does so they're behind Matt, thirty to nothing? By they're not going to be behind thirty to nothing. We have a top five defense in the league. We added right. Stefan Gilmore. We already have DeForest Buckner, an All Pro. We already have uh, Darius Leonard, an All Pro. We already have Kenny Moore, an All Pro. We added Stefan Gilmore, a former Defensive Player of the Year. All these are good things. Rodney McLeod, he's he's. Not- We're doing good. Th- it's it's like oh the meme God, sitting Jesus at the kitchen. It's You're like the meme. It's like the. It's like. I the really meme. hope that the Colts do so much better than the Eagles it's this like year this. because I will laugh in your face. Because God, what does Matt Ryan do better than Carson Wentz? Decision making. He's not going to throw stupid like lob throws that Carson Wentz tried to do. The shovel passes that were immediately intercepted. Well. I hope you have those, you know, the thing is like, I would say you have four guaranteed wins, but I think the Jaguars, you know, for some reason have your number for at least one game. Well, that's true. At least one. And then Houston, maybe the, you know, the Davis mills fucking times. Are you kidding me? Don't give me that bullshit with Houston. No. Oh yeah. You're going to, and the Eagles are going to lose the giants because they lost to them last year. Remember that one? I do. I was front and center for it. Yeah. Um, it was great, wasn't it? So no. talk to me about dropping weird games against bad teams because the Eagles will do the same thing. They'll probably lose the Washington one time. Well, but we're going to beat the know. Titans because the Titans are trash and they shouldn't be as high up in, on this list as, as the Colts should be flipped because they have a better running back because I'm going to go ahead and say that he's a bit better because Derrick Henry is only going to get more injuries because they ran, run him into the ground every single year and he they have no wide receivers so what are you gonna do they have a trash quarterback who can't make other wide receivers better so neither do you yes we do we have a one who went to a super bowl has Tannehill even <laughs> sniffed a super bowl ever uh yeah he went to the afc championship that's not sniffing a super bowl no that's, uh... no no <laughs> has he ever gone to one no you do have a quarterback that's won one. Oh my god! Either way, you come on, you're the one that said. If Matt Ryan sucks, we start Big Dick Nick because he's so amazing. So we'll start him if that doesn't work out. Who cares? We don't have a quarterback because no, we haven't lucked into one. Pun intended, because we lucked into luck and then he fucked us over. 
And so now we're living with it for the rest. Because this should still be Luck. Luck should still be on the books right now. But no, he's not because he pussied out. And so here we are nine years later being like, I don't know what the quarterback's going to be. We've had no quarterbacks because we're not bad enough to be a top pick. But we're not good enough because we don't have a quarterback. We're in the mediocre range. And it's infuriating because you can't get better when you're there unless you trade. But, you know, Chris Ballard holds on to every fucking pick he has like it's gold. Although he yeah. does pick very well, so I have to give him credit for that. Like he did pick Darius Leonard and, you know, uh, Kenny Moore. And I don't actually know if he picked Kenny Moore. I think we got him from a trade. But um, you brought Quentin in Nelson, uh, Quentin yeah, Nelson Michael and, Pittman was a good trade. Uh, John, uh, Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman and uh, Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson and all those guys. Mark, Braden Smith. All those guys were drafted. So I don't blame him for holding on to his drafts because he drafts well. And I think Alec Pierce is going to be good. So I'm not worried about the draft picks uh, in that aspect, but it is what it is. We're, we're living with the scars of Andrew Luck and we will be until God graces us with a quarterback. Good luck out there. Um, it's rough going. Maybe, maybe you could trade. I, for this I, I honestly wish we could just like tank this year and then get Bryce young, but maybe, maybe you can uh, trade uh, this next teams for this next team's quarterback. And that would be the team that, I'm surprised. Like, I don't get like they're so good. I yeah, get kind of weird that they're so low. Arizona, twenty two. You think they I, should be low, uh, higher, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're at least top fifteen for me right now. Last year they were on a tear in the beginning of the season. They kind of collapsed um, down the stretch. And, but... and I and I get something isn't right right now mm-hmm. with with Arizona, but you can't assume. You have to take what the team is. And I get it doesn't feel right right now, but part of it, you know, and well, the Andre Hopkins did get uh, suspended. Right. D Hop so got suspended. Yeah. That's definitely part of it. But you brought in Hollywood Brown. Um, mm-hmm. Christian Kirk left a free agency. I did get that. Uh, <laughs> you know, Chandler Jones left, but it's still a good team. Odd vibe. I understand. Negotiations with Kyler are a little suspect, but this team is not 22nd. Like this team is better than Indy, Detroit. I, I <clears throat> definitely Detroit. Yeah, definitely. Minnesota. Uh, I take them over Cleveland. I would take them over New England. Mm-hmm. I would take them over Miami. <clears throat> I would take them over. Mm-hmm. I think they're Maybe about the same. I think <laughs> yeah. they're about the same as Dallas. <clears throat> I'd put them right next to Dallas right now. Yeah. Okay. Not twenty-two. That's no. low. No, That's I agree. Low. I I would t- I would take them right around Dallas because they have the same level of like I don't really trust them, but they're still a right. good team on paper. Like, right. uh, or like they're, they're gonna win some games. Whether I trust them like long term is you know yeah, but I don't think that they're gonna be like you know have a losing record. I think they have a winning record. They, they are in one of the toughest divisions, if not the toughest division in football. Although, uh, I think the AFC. Uh, West is actually vying for that um, distinction as well. Oh, I don't think it's close. What the toughest division is, I think it's the AFC West. AFC West, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about it. look at the NFC West right now. Um, it would have we'll, been because because Russell Wilson basically Se- just pulled it over. Seattle's horrible. Arizona's yeah. on the downfall. You have question marks surrounding San Francisco with Depot and who the hell the starting quarterback is. Mm-hmm. I mean, San Francisco always finds a way. That, that that's why I don't like count them out because like 
they just play the, their brand of football is such, and their their coach is so good that um, they they find a way to compete most years at least. Um, but yeah, no, I I I, I just totally think it's the Rams like, division uh, to run away with. I, I, oh, for sure, for sure, it is now. I I, I totally miss got like you know the Russell Wilson coming from Seattle to yeah. totally changes the dynamic anyway. Um, but I do think that that division is uh is is the Rams to win, but who knows? Uh. The final, and we won't touch much on these teams because we know they're not going to be good. The the, the Steelers, um, is it going to be Mitch or Kenny? We don't don't really know. I think it's going to be Mitch to start, but don't be surprised if Kenny Pickett is starting by October. Um, Steelers are a good team <clears throat> uh, outside of the quarterback position. We know this, um, but there's question marks for sure with the quarterbacks. We there. did lose Juju Smith-Schuster. I know. Big loss. Huge loss. Big. Big, big loss there. Uh, if you can't hear the sarcasm, uh, just end the podcast now. Uh, the Giants at 24, too high. Um, they're just <laughs> they're just absolute garbage. <laughs> they're just absolute garbage. Um, not going to waste my breath on them. Uh, Seattle is going to be bad. Too high. <laughs> too high. Washington. Um, I think we'll be better than the Giants. I really do. I think Washington's going to be better than the Giants. I, I do think that I'll Carson we'll Wentz will do enough. I like the weapons with Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and Curtis Samuel. They have a good running game. Um, I, I think there's potential there for Washington. I'm not saying they're going to be good, but I'd put them ahead of the Giants in the division. Um, oh, the no, I Jets, think they could sneak ahead of Dallas even. I don't think they'll. No, challenge. I don't think it'll be that big. I don't think it'll be that big of a leap. But and it depends um, how Carson decides to play. If he decides to play like he did last year, he could. They did well for the Colts did well for a while. Just didn't close out at all. Um, the Jets at twenty seven. They got a really. They had a really really nice offseason. They do. They're building, um, but but a tough schedule and a lot of young talent that needs to grow. So be patient with the Jets. I feel like twenty seven. They'll go as about. far as um as Zach Wilson takes them. So like sure. if, Zach, if Zach Wilson makes a epic leap, um given his his new weapons he has, uh, mainly Garrett Wilson, um if he makes that leap, then then the Jets could be competitive. Uh, I don't think they'll make it you know that far up the, but I could see them ending you know in the teens if 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 Zach Wilson takes a step. If he doesn't, then you retool. You have a great core, and maybe if you're bad again, you can draft you know. A quarterback next year. Um, the Bears at twenty-eight. Um, I think they should be higher, primarily because I do think they're better than the Lions. Um, they are a bad football team, though. Uh, obviously, <laughs> there's not much around the Bears and Justin Fields anymore. Um, they're starting from scratch. You know, they trade Khalil Mack. Um, the general manager is aware that they'll have a league high. $97 million in cap space in 2023. They just have to get through this year. It's going to be a rough year for Chicago. Um, hate to break it to any Bears fans that happen to be listening to the podcast. Um, not sure there are many because I don't even know any Bears fans. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars at 29. The fight in Doug Peterson's. Um, look, turn in the corner. We'll see what Doug can do with uh, Trevor Lawrence, a competent head coach that has won a Super Bowl. With a young quarterback, he's had a lot of success with young quarterbacks. So we'll see. I think mm. 29 is about right for now, but a lot of room for growth there. A lot of room. Yeah, um, definitely some room for growth. Um, Atlanta. There's still, there's still Jacksonville. 
<laughs> Atlanta at 30. They're just got awful. Um, Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter. I don't think it matters. Um, Carolina at 31. I think I'd have them higher. Um, I just think that's like, look, they're not going to be good, but they're not going to be 31. They're that they're not that bad. Um, and then Houston at 32 who, I mean, we know that it's, I mean, it's Houston. I, I don't know what else you want me to say. Here. I mean, as for Carolina at 31, I think if, if, uh, Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, big ask, I know, but stay healthy so throughout, say, the, uh, let's, throughout uh, the whole season. Don't get they, my hopes up now. Then they, yeah, then they won't be 31 because because he, he is an offense unto himself and he can bring them out of games and, and really carry the load offensively a lot of times. But the problem is because he is an offense unto himself, he is under a lot of stress and that usually leads to injuries that has for the past few years. I don't think I'll be taking him in fantasy unless he drops absurdly far and I have to, um, but uh, I'm not taking him number one. I can guarantee you that if I have the number one ever. Not happening. Not happening. Um, Jonathan Taylor, come to me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to win back-to-back championships this year. You're not going to win back-to-back champions. It's not going to happen. Because I'm going to take the crown. I mean, if I did lose it to somebody, I would like it to be you. I'd like to keep it in the show at least, but uh, I mean, I would like to have uh, me and you in a championship. That'd be that'd be nice. nice. That'd be that would be nice. I'd like some money payouts this year as well. That would. Um, We're all broke though, so I mean, I I would be down, but we'll have to talk to the old Gazi Bear. Yeah, well, it's a good thing we have him on speed dial. Um. (laughs) That'll do it for this week's episode of Sports with a Z and a T. I would like to thank everybody for hopping back aboard the sports train with us. Hopefully, this will be more of a more consistent thing from here on out. I can't promise it, like I said, but I'm going to try. I am going to try. Uh, But we'll see how the NBA Finals goes. We'll see how the summer unfolds here and uh before we know it we'll be talking fantasy football we'll be talking uh college football preview and we'll be back into our football pre i don't even want to think about that right now i'm in it's full summer mode i'm <laughs> excited that it's finally summertime and uh just just ready to enjoy the next couple of months um it's going to be a s- little bit of a slow slow conversational piece for the next couple of months because i mean you can only sit here and talk so much about baseball but uh well hey we'll figure I mean- it out We'll figure it out because we always do, um, you know, these odd months. We could talk about anything, though. Like, we could we could talk about whatever and we'll make it an hour because we don't even have to try. And we just not soccer. An hour soccer. And a half. Uh, we do have some soccer listeners. I know that. But um, I'm not a big soccer. Guy. The problem is I wouldn't you're, I don't know a lot. Of, I know not, about soccer, the sport, because I played it as a kid. But like, as far as. You're not going to hear me say one positive thing about soccer ever. Well, yeah, I, you're no fun. You're no fun. And as for baseball, uh, I mean, it's exciting that we can talk about it soon. Uh, it's exciting that my New York Yankees are uh, at least tied for the top of the standings. <clears throat> loss wise, yeah, loss wise, they're tied with the Dodgers for the best record in baseball. So that's awesome. <clears throat> I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about uh, come June, July. August Go birds. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, Go birds! All right, uh, all right. I'm hungry. This is fun. Uh, happy to be back. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's happy. It's happy to see your ugly face again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's good to be for back. The NBA finals, and if you can't. Yeah go i'll probably just do a quick little recap i will try like i said i will try my best and uh we'll go for that but um yeah we'll we'll take it week by week obviously follow the twitter account at sports under underscore podcast myself and taylor at zprice 21 and at t lats we can be heard on any podcast platform whether it be apple spotify you can see the video on youtube as well if you want to see our faces during the show. Um, and uh, yeah, every episode will be dropping on Wednesday morning. And then you can hear it throughout the week whenever you feel is best. For Taylor, I am Bryce. This was Sports with a Z and a T presented by Godzilla Media. Mm-hmm. Have a good rest of your week and we will catch you later. Enjoy the NBA Finals, everyone. See you. <laughs>